What's up, guys? How's it going? Uh, well, it's been a minute since uh since we've talked since since I've gotten through a lot of different things, and I wanted to talk to you guys about some of it. I hope you like that beat. That intro beat is from a buddy of mine from high school. His his name is G Swank. So if you want to check out his beats, go to gswankproductions.com and that'll be uh where you can find the rest of his stuff and that's going to be that's going to be the theme of this podcast going forward. So, I hope you like it. <laughs> and uh I wanted to talk to you guys today about something something close to me, something something kind of heavy. If you if you've listened to the podcast before, you know, usually I'm a big jokester. I like I like making just off the wall statements, which this podcast could have some of that as well. But for for the most part, I want to talk about some something kind of real. I had an an incident back back in July. So our golf outing, which which went really amazing, we raised a lot of money. I I put a lot of work in, and we raised a lot of money. And I just got done talking to a guy. We're gonna buy the wearable therapy that I wear for a friend of mine, a real close friend of mine, and hopefully it'll change her life, and hopefully give her a more sustainable life. But uh, back a couple weeks. Before the golf outing, I had kind of a serious thing happen where I almost died. I I almost died sitting right here at my desk. It's, it's weird for me to even say it like that. A lot of the time, I try to be strong. I try to just sweep stuff under the rug and just kind of push through it and act like it didn't phase me, it didn't bother me, but... It did. Not not initially. Initially, I think I was okay, but then just day after day going on, going forward, I, I don't know, something kind of sunk in more, kind of didn't feel right. And so I was sitting at the desk here, chair turned on unexpectedly, and took off. I got pinned. I was pinned right at my throat. I wasn't breathing, and I ended up passing out or blacking out, whatever you want to call it, and woke up a couple minutes later with my dad and nurse trying to help me out. And if you wanna, if you wanna get a full breakdown of like what exactly happened, go go read the blog that I wrote about it at our website, thedrewcrew.org. But I didn't really wanna focus on that on the podcast on exactly how it went down and why it went down I just wanted to focus on the aftermath and how I felt about it and how to go forward when something like that happens when you have an uh, extreme event where you where it's life or death and then now now you expect it to just go on and go on with your everyday life uh, early July, it's hectic as shit with the golf outing. 
and I'm supposed to just be like, all right, let me get back to work at this desk. Let me get back to working on the golf outing, even though I just almost died and in a serious way. So I, I don't know, it's rough. So that, that day I know after it happened, I went out to the, well, it was back in July. I wasn't wearing nearly as many clothes. And it was much nicer outside. So I went outside and sat on the deck and just tried to absorb the sun, absorb life, get some fresh air, breathe in what this is all about. And when stuff like that happens for me, I always always think about like, yo, like, (laughs) why not me? Like... I don't I don't get why the fuck I'm still here. I I really don't. The, things like this have happened to me a couple times now where I almost died, I could have died, I should have died. And be, just because of one one little incident, one millimeter off, one person that happened to be there. I'm 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 here. I'm at where I'm at. I'm I'm doing well. I got to go finish school. I got to go do all these great things. I have an opportunity to keep pursuing my dreams and pursuing the things I want to pursue. And I don't understand why. I really don't. I I uh think about all the people, all the amazing people that I know who are not here anymore and that that's usually what goes through my head because I can think of some amazing people even like right now I don't know if you can see it but it's the room I'm sitting in right now the house we live in day by day the renovations that were done after my accident were done for free and donations by a guy named Mark Onslow he didn't know who I was we went to the same church after my accident they told my story he said he would absolutely and jump in and then there were nights that we had like we probably had like 30 some days no I think it was exactly 33 days we had 33 days to get me home into a renovated house and he said I'm gonna do it and there were and there were nights when my dad would drive home and he would see spotlights up because they were going late at night to make sure I got home and to a renovated house and didn't have to sleep in the living room full of sawdust and all these things. And that includes breaking down walls, creating a bigger room for me, uh, a bigger bathroom for me. That includes building an entire wraparound deck around our house. If you've ever seen pictures of me on Instagram uh, sitting on our deck outside... You know that it's an epic deck, but that was all done in 33 days because of this one man. And now, and probably a year, year and a half after my accident, he got cancer. He got cancer and didn't make it, didn't survive it. I would go visit him at at the rehab facility. I absolutely loved his drive, his compassion towards all these people that were still taking care of him, no matter how much pain he was in or how much discomfort or agony he was suffering. 
from knowing that he's probably going to die soon. And he was still thinking about others, thinking about me. I would go there and he would try to teach me how to play chess. (laughs) And I think about all these people. and, And that's just one example. And I think about these people and I'm just like, why the fuck am I still here? I don't get it. It is is there some sort of impact that I I still need to make here? Is there something that I still need to do? All I know is that I'm still here and I really want to do whatever I can to be that light in this world of darkness. Not to say it's all darkness. I don't believe and anybody telling you the world's going shit. I, I don't believe it. The world is getting better because I'm not the only one that feels this way. <laughs> and there's there's a number of people. And I'm sure some of you are, are part of it. Where it's like, we're here. Why not just make the best of it? Why not go out and like experience life? Experience the beauty of what is out there. Uh, the blog I wrote for this. Two of the things I pointed out was because uh, there were two stories that I saw on Facebook just scrolling, and uh, one of them. So, so the first one was the story of a woman giving birth in a completely natural home birth with a doula. If anybody know what that is, I thought they were midwives, but. Something also called a doula. <laughs> and the, the, this photographer went through it all. And she took like 150 photographs. Showing the entire journey of birth from start to finish. From labor and just the insane agony. And just torture and contractions. And how much support she had from all the people that were there trying to support her and laying hands on her just being like we're here for you and all these different things and then uh, to see all this uh, admiration for her to see how much pain she's going through and for them to just be like we're here for you we're there for you and then all this energy and built up screaming and crying and then next thing you know the next picture she's smiling and laughing and giving birth to this baby and she's just so relieved so joyful so happy so ambitious well ambitious i don't know yeah i mean optimistic about the future because when you look at a baby all you see is the innocence and you think about the optimism that it's like man this is going to be something special they're going to go on to do great things you think you think about all these things for a child and just scrolling through those kind of had an impact on me. I thought I thought it was really, really amazing. And then right after that, I, saw, I read an article about a buddy of mine from high school. And, and this article, and it's funny because I've had this experience two more times in the last three weeks. Uh, I went to two funerals in the last three weeks. And this story I read on Facebook was about a buddy of mine from high school and middle school who uh, passed away after going out. He was going to northern Michigan, and they have some of the worst storms and winter storms ever. And he went out to Yellow Dog River 
probably to take pictures because he was adamant about nature and photography and capturing nature and living in nature. And it was just, it was a very sad passing because it kind of shook my whole hometown because we all, we all know Carlo. We all know Carlo because he was one of those guys that could make an impactful impression on you in just a short amount of time. He was always so genuine, so authentic. And for me, I didn't go to his funeral because part of me, it was just like, I didn't feel like I was that close to him. I didn't want to be, I don't know, a lot of the time I'm just in my head with stuff. Many of my friends went and I was just like, eh, it doesn't feel like the right place because I don't want to go and then feel like people are, I don't know, looking at me because I didn't really, I wasn't really close friends with them, but I wish I would have. I wish I would have because I at least could have just shown a representation at the funeral of how many people he truly impacted just because thinking like when I was writing the blog and stuff, I was just thinking back about all these memories of Carlo and all this stuff kept coming back. I was like, oh yeah, in middle school, he used to he was obsessed with Bosco sticks and he would uh always be the first person in the lunch line and uh, there would be days I would try to literally try to get there before him and I just couldn't and he would go get his Bosco sticks I'm pretty sure it was Bosco and then just memories like that or like him sitting in the hallway and me going to sit next to him because I, I was a pretty socially awkward kid so when I would see guys like him who were just filled with like comfort with themselves and just and gen genuine to who they are all the time. And they weren't trying to fit in. They weren't trying to follow others. They they just knew what they liked and dis- disliked. They knew how they felt about things and they knew how they didn't. And I didn't really understand that. I always had kind of a disconnect with emotions, whether it was understanding my own or understanding other people's like ugh, awful I would I, I was always that socially awkward kid that would say inappropriate things and not realize until I see everybody's face afterwards and I'm just like oh shit that probably wasn't the right thing but then I had a hard time figuring out why and what I should say so a lot of the time I ended up just observing being a very observant I didn't really talk much as a kid because I was scared of my own thoughts because so often whenever I spoke people would be hurt or in distraught or shocked at what I said or they'd just kind of get shut off and then so I just didn't really talk much and then when I did talk it was mostly from observations of other people and I was basically just regurgitating what I heard other people say and none of it was actual true thoughts I had or true feelings I had to be like what should I say should I say that compared to someone else all that kind of stuff. And then watching Carlo, it was just this amazing, amazing thing to watch this guy uh, live the way he lived and have so much self-comfort self comfort and very little doubt, it seemed like. I, granted, you know none of that. I'm sure he had his frustrations and struggles just like the rest of us. But from the outside looking in, he just he was just an awesome dude, a cool guy who was always just comfortable being him. And when he passed, everybody, I feel like everybody felt it. Everybody could think of something of Carlo. 
and now that I've had two more experience of the experiences of death just recently, one being my grandpa, my stepmom's dad, uh, he passed away at 80 and we just celebrated his 80, 80th birthday a year ago and he was absolutely thrilled, had a ton of fun. And then you could see at the funeral just how many people touched by him just coming up story after story after story of just how he impacted them. He encouraged them. He taught them. He gave them like, uh, what is it? Like, I don't know, constructive criticism. It's the only thing coming to mind, but more like that father figure of just being real with you, being real with you. One of the main key points of, uh, of the funeral was my aunt who came up and spoke and she gave these three things that her dad taught her it was integrity uh follow through and never fucking quit integrity follow through and never fucking quit and that's her words not mine if you're wondering where i get all the swearing from granted that's my step aunt but still it's this is real. This is real life. There's no there's no holding back. I always want to be real with you guys and real with everybody to show that that's what that's what this life brings you to. That's what you get all these struggles and frustrations through life and you just have to fucking don't quit. Like that that's the mentality you get to sometimes because no matter what how bad it is, how rough it is, you'll always get through it. And seeing all these funerals it made me realize that compared to the other the other climactic moment that that childbirth as much as that touches you as much as that hits you when you see it when you, when you see a child when you uh feel the empathy and love for the innocence of an of a little kid is i don't know i think it's the beauty from that childbirth I think is so much in the same beauty that you see the impact that a death can just project out into the world there will be there was probably uh, like 50 some people at, at my grandpa Jack's funeral and it's like each of them were touched so much and each of them are gonna take that and spread it to so many other people they're gonna take what they feel from him and it's going to sink in and it's just going to spread into other people's hearts deep, deep down. That, that is the effect that we have. And same thing with Carlo. One of the things that stuck with me when I was reading the story, because Northern Michigan did a commemoration on him and it was this huge event at, at Northern Michigan on campus and so many people showed up. His family drove up from downstate and just everybody got to share and walk through the life of Carlo. And it was amazing to me to see all these people and how how much they were impacted by them and how much they still are. Because part of that commemoration was uh, a hashtag on Instagram, capture for Carlo. And that hashtag, I followed the tag and still to this day, I see uh pictures show up on my timeline 
of capture for Carlo every day, every day, because his emphatic and drive and love for photography and nature and this world and how much he just loved everything about it was infectious and sunk in with people. So then, and one of the stories that his mom told, not stories, one, uh, she read a poem that it's just hits me down to my core because this is the impact that someone's death can have on all of us. And it goes, but it goes like this. So when you walk the wood where once we walked together and scan in vain the dappled bank beside you for my shadow or pause where we always did upon the hill to gaze across the land and spotting something reach by habit for my hand be still close your eyes breathe listen for my footfall in your heart i am not gone but merely walk within you and i don't know it's just it sticks with me that that hits me because that is how I feel about people. I feel a number of people are walking within my heart, are walking within me, or with me on this journey because something, some piece of them I've, I've, I think about often. I, I, and I hope that me still being here, I have the chance to spread that to other people and hopefully... uh be that when I finally do pass, because it's gonna happen one day, hopefully later than sooner, but it's gonna happen, and I hope, I, I hope I have that that same effect on someone else. I I hope that I can sink into people's hearts and can do something worthwhile here to spread that that notion. Because when you think about it, just these two events. The childbirth and then the death. Probably by far the two most climactic events in our entire life. Gotta be. As far as like what what kind of spreads out, what what happens, how much people are interested and get involved. Even my accident. It, I, I hope my death has a bigger impact than that. I'm sure when I was being born, my mom and everybody was just so happy and thrilled. But it's, and then this in-between. Like, what do we do in this in-between? And life, life is such a way of like having such extreme, extreme lows followed by extreme, extreme highs. It's almost guaranteed. Every time you think you won't make it through something. Every time you think you're stuck, you think you're uh, just can't get through something, whether it's a new job, a new opportunity, a new insecurity, a new uh, threshold that you got to fight. Shit, this podcast, me doing this right now is really difficult for me because it's the first one I'm doing on video. Usually when I record my podcast, I have all the lights off. I'm closing my eyes and just letting my thoughts flow. And I'm trying to get more comfortable with this. 
I've recorded this probably like five times. And every time it's fucking awful because it, this is much more vulnerable. This is much more vulnerable. Me talking to you, me <laughs> speaking, speaking what's on my mind is really nerve wracking. That is by far one of my biggest insecurities because like I told you when I was younger, just because of all that, I didn't really talk much. And my dad was always the one trying to encourage me, give me that self-confidence and give me that encouragement to be my own person to and go on and whatever I want to do just go ahead and do it but then he would also be the same same person when I fucked up he would tell me like and that's what you need someone who's encouraging you to reach out of your comfort zone and spread your arms out and try to try to get comfortable with the uncomfortable but then when you do fuck up Make sure you recognize it and learn from your mistakes. Because that's why I tell all my nurses. You can only learn from mistakes. That's really the only thing that really teaches you what to do and how to do it. Is making a mistake, learning from the mistake, and going forward. And I try to do that. I think I do that. But then, so, what I was talking about with life, you get all these lows and highs. And I think we just need to, one, focus more on the highs when we're when we experience them just enjoy them more because a lot of the time we're we try to just hold on to them and when when we're in a good spot when we're in a good situation we try to just hold on to it and be like all right I don't want anything to change don't fuck up the situation I'm in right now I love this situation I'm happy I'm doing things are going well I want to stay in this moment right here right now and it's just not gonna happen it'll never happen <laughs> as much as we want that to happen it's just it's just not the case <laughs> we're gonna have letdowns we're gonna have disappointments and I think the important thing is to focus focus on those high moments because when you're in a low moment you've got to have some encouragement and ha- take some light and have joy that you will get through this. You will. Yeah. As fucking awful as it is, as terrible as it is, how much... I can't tell you. Just me be sitting here in this fucking wheelchair. I fucking hate it. I I get tired of it. I'm Every day, I'm, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm tired of this. I'm tired. I'm tired of having to be an employer and run all these nurses and shit. I'm tired of always being uncomfortable. And, uh, ir- like, always just not feeling good. The fact that even right now my arms are uncomfortable, no matter what. <laughs> and there's no way to relieve that comfort. If it is, it's for a second. And I, I, I'm just tired of all of this. I hate it. I hate all the, the double-edged sword of gaining sensation because I fucking... It hurts, but it's good because I'm getting sensation back. It's a good thing, but it hurts and it's uncomfortable and it makes it to where I can't like have any thought or anything without spasming or being tense. And that's why I go to meditation once a week. Shout out to Samasta, <laughs> Samasta Yoga in Ferndale. They're awesome, but it's awful that I have to do that in order to be comfortable throughout the week. I have to focus. And relax my ears, relax my jaw, relax my neck, relax my shoulders. And just to get some sort of 
comfort and release and it's it's frustrating because anybody who's ever been in an argument with a female and told them to relax (laughs) telling someone to relax is awful and doesn't work it's you do the opposite it's such a struggle but that's the life i live in that's my struggle that's my frustration and life has a way of giving all of us struggles and troubles and frustrations that are very much particular to us like you're not i don't know you're not going to be able to avoid the things you dislike or are uncomfortable about so the biggest thing i can always say is just fucking fight through it like when you when you are hit with a frustration and struggle that you know is coming and you know you got to go through it Fucking take it head fucking on. Like that. That's, <laughs> and trust me, I'm not perfect with this. I, we all need to do better at this, I believe. Because this is the one thing. If we do better, I think it makes our entire life easier. If we do, Which sounds fucking easy. Do better at the things you suck at. And your life will be much easier. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Drew. <laughs> You're so wise. But it's true. It's it, that's the thing that we all struggle with, me included. And I try every day. Just this morning, my my biggest fear is confrontation and bringing things up to people a lot of the time, especially my nurses and people close to me. And that has been the thing I have to do lately, often. And I just have to be like, all right, say it, say what's on your mind, say, get it out, make sure they know, because it'll always make the situation better (laughs) and just having a better understanding that we're we're all going through this battle within ourselves and with others and we're all going through this battle of like just being human and trying to fight through things like i think i often say i'm gonna get out of this chair that i say it a lot when i start walking not if and I say it lightly, and I think people just go, oh, he's saying he's going to walk again. That's cool. That's sweet. But I really fucking mean it. And it's it's not something I can explain, I don't think. It's something I feel. I feel deep down to my soul, deep in my heart. I, there's so many things that have happened in my life that are just too many coincidences. And I understand my body. I understand my mind and I understand the two together and it's like it's such a strong force I I can't even start to explain to you all the reasons why I think I'm gonna walk again and I know if I say them is there's gonna be someone else in the like yeah bro we all feel that way we were awesome before our accent but I can't uh, like whether whether it was my body athletically could do anything I fucking wanted like it well except for backflips but uh it literally i i literally could have done anything i wanted like anything i put my mind to i you any type of tryout i was always good enough to make the team cuz you give me one day to show you what i can do all right give me the ball let me let me show you some shit like and that's just the type of person i am that's the type of like so eighth grade basketball i didn't make the team because i was only shooting I was still that little kid shooting from my chest and not from overhead. If you know anything about basketball, that's important because your shots will get blocked and you basically can only shoot threes so you have enough space. 
and from eighth grade to ninth grade. Didn't practice much. Went outside. We had a basketball room outside. I would shoot every now and then, and I, I would go overhead sometimes. And then here comes tryouts freshman year. I was like, all right, I'm going to shoot overhead. Shot overhead, started killing people, still made the team. I I can't even explain it. Like like running uh three point shots over the head just was coming easy. Like the everything just came easy to me. And so not even athletically. So if you want to go when I joined guitar club with my a friend of mine, first time picking up a guitar, I was I learned a song and was able to play it. The teacher that was teaching us how to play, he was just like, "Wow, you picked that up quick." And I'm like, yeah, that's how I do everything. And everything always just came easy to me. And it still comes easy to me. Same thing with my chair. I drive with my headrest. The first day I got it, I drove home in it. And the guy was like, wow, that's pretty good. And even now, I get like compliments for how good I drive in my chair. And it's like something I can't explain. Like some sort of in- intuitiveness. And then not just my body, but then my mind. I have done serious mental math to get through school with a math major I've done all these things and I know it feels like I'm bragging but it's like my body my mind my intuitiveness it's unexplainable um (laughs) I used to say I have super girls I've dated have said have told me I have like superpowers with like cuddling and that type of stuff because I can put anybody to sleep anybody to ease anybody to comfort just with the touch, you just put your hand on my cheek, and I'm gonna do. I don't even know how to explain it. Like, but even before my accident, I would hold babies and hold rambunctious dogs. Even after my accident, my nurse might bring a crazy dog over. I'd be like, "All right, sit it next to me," and then they sit it next to me. The dog falls asleep, uh, or same thing with a baby and all this kind of stuff. I can't explain it, but like, I can't like get the true feeling or message across. But I know I'm going to walk again. And whether it comes from in life or from death. And I know that brings up the question. So do you think there's heaven after you die? You think you're going to go there and like be all fixed and all that? And it's like, I don't know. I don't care. Because honestly, I think death, the same way there's too many coincidences in my life I think there are I think death will be in a similar way I think death uh what will happen after we die is so so as humanity tries to get understanding of life uh, the more we try to understand the more we're met with situations that are just unexplainably complex and beautiful and just absurd that we would never have thought of whether it's looking out to space and trying to get understanding of the stars and universe or going just as small as an atom <laughs> or science and trying to understand more about our bodies and just realizing our bodies are these profound, complex things. And that right there, I think I think we'll be met with the same thing in death. Like right now, I'm about to spasm so I'm trying to relax my head and neck my shoulders well I think I've talked enough I am 
trying to make these shorter. So with that said, I hope you guys have a have a great week and please just keep fighting through your struggles. Fight through what you've got going on and I hope you make it through it. As always, go ahead and follow me on Instagram. Uh, go to our website, thedrewcrew.org and check out my blog if you want some more breakdown of this stuff, especially like what happened here and some more of the stories. It's yeah. Um, love you guys. Peace.